Tremolo guitars there. What's up? Hey. hey Welcome everybody. to another episode of Successfully Unsigned. We featuring are featuring D Shack, Patty G, and Dr. Overheat. <laughs> How are we doing, guys? I'm doing so good. I, am, am I allowed to say this? Uh, it was just Halloween weekend. Uh, can I say that? Are you okay with me saying that? I'm, I'm okay with you saying that. <laughs> I mean, yes. because like I know the yeah, first how episode. Was, how was your Halloween? Okay, it was great. I dressed up as a disco ball. Um, I just posted on Instagram. Um, yeah, I love Halloween, obviously. But uh, I was going to actually bring something up. Uh, so if anyone knows me, I am a pot stirrer. I love to start drama, instigate things. Um, and I was ready to have our first beef on the show. Wait, what? Yeah, really? I was ready to have our first beef. I literally planned it all out. I said, okay, I'm going to post my disco ball, Insta- disco ball post on Instagram. And I was going to, you know, be like, oh, I know Dale saw it. David, did you see it? Because David doesn't, didn't follow me on Instagram for the longest <laughs> I time. Dude, okay. <laughs> let me, let me. <laughs> okay, so listen, listen. listen. I, I have my notifications turned off on uh-huh, Instagram uh-huh, and uh-huh, Facebook. So that's uh-huh. why I don't ha- get y'all's messages. I saw that there was oh, a request. that's why you always take forever. Reply. I saw that there was a request in my messages on Instagram. And I was like, who sent me a request? And it was you. You like commented on one of my stories. Yep. And I was like, oh no, that's <laughs> embarrassing. So don't even follow your co-host. Now. I know. I that's what I was saying. I, I, I told Dale one day, I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't think he gets on social media much. That or he just doesn't like me because he has not followed me. And I'm like, I followed him like well, months ago because we started planning this out back in like June or July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. The, the thing is, like, I just got so tired of being notified by Instagram. That's fair. So-and-so is starting a live video. And it's like, oh, yeah, that is I don't yeah. care. I yeah. don't care that that person is starting a live video. And I ac- you ever, like, accidentally join yep. an oh, Instagram yeah. live video and the person's just literally looking and you're the only one in the chat? And they're like, oh, hi. And I'm like, just like okay, David? Bye. And you're like, get out of this. But so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hack into your settings now and please um, no, I'll turn, turn him back on, on just for me and just go for live and just go so live. accidentally <laughs> click. It. No, but I was like, and the, so he followed me. I think it was yesterday. And I was like, yeah. literally, I was going to bring this up and be like, follow me right now. Hope you didn't notice. I was no, like, is he going to okay. Maybe it'll drown in his other notifications. <laughs> I can just. Oh, yeah. I know. Well, I know. yeah, you have every right to have beef with me. I, I dropped the ball. It's fine. Speaking I guess we resolved knows, it though. We're about to do Patrick's segment, right? Yeah. Patrick? Well, okay. Before we get move on that, I wanted to, so speaking of Instagram, um, maybe you don't have your notifications turned off, but you should go ahead and follow us on Instagram yeah. at successfully underscore unsigned and uh, turn on the notifications because we're really important and probably the most important show you will ever listen to in yes, your entire life. Agreed. Absolutely. And also, I know it's a hassle, but do your boy a solid. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a review if you yeah. like what you're hearing. Give us five stars, five and a half if that's possible. If you don't like what we're doing, still give us five stars. Right. Well, <laughs> yes, yes, do that. Yeah, if you're planning to give one star, just keep it to yourself. If you know someone that's a Karen, get her on this because just tell her, tell her it's incredible, and just tell her to leave a great review. She's Maybe used to leaving some reviews. real beef if she tries to fight us. Well, it's. I mean, we've already started this beef, so yeah. 
She'll I think it's it home, right? though. <laughs> Um, honestly though yeah follow us yeah on on you know social medias follow us on all the you know Spotify Apple Music everywhere that you can mm-hmm. find this yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah let us know let us know tell your friends tell your mom tell everybody you know yeah tell your mama tell your daddy tell your greasy greasy granny boom <laughs> what he nice. said yeah he, he had that in the holster that was ready <laughs> <laughs> just like that beef he was ready with that line yeah he was I, was. I had it all planned out come on you ruined it and now then, I got beef about the beef yeah so it's <laughs> Who got it's the beef? It's double beef. Wendy's. Okay, anyway, they so. They don't sponsor us. Wendy's sponsor us. I would love for Wendy's to sponsor us. I love Wendy's, genuinely. So, Wendy's, if you're listening to this, uh, we both love your um, rap album. Oh, the, the four rap for EP. four. Dude. It's a great EP. Such a good EP. I eat at Wendy's quite often. Um, probably very evident. But Rest in <laughs> Greece, baby. Rest in Greece. Rest so in Greece. Wendy's Rest in sponsor Greece. us. Okay. I think we're getting slightly off track. So we are. We are moving on. Patrick, what's your item today? Or well, okay. no, no. Let me before oh. we start that. Yeah, come on, Dale. I want to. So, as far as name for the segment, I was thinking like Patty G's something in C. You know, because it's an item and you're seeing it. So just think about that. Oh, and C. Okay. Yeah, yeah. something like in C. In. Patty G's something in C. Patty G's ABCs. ABC or something. You guys fin- fill that in. In the in the comments, or you know, just send us a DM or whatever if you know the answer. Okay, At okay. Items. So uh, today um, we have some piggy banks, which I said I feel like these are pretty tame. Um, the, this one does have money in it. All ASMR for y'all. Wow. Um, this one does not have money in it because it doesn't have a little thingy. Lame. Um, mm. Also, yeah. this one is chipped, which I'm really sad uh, about. I didn't realize. And this one kind of has like some verdugi on it, but it's okay. <laughs> Um, is that like a night a nightcap on? Yeah, it's really oh. cute. This was made by it's called Piggy Patch by Lindsay Jordan, which is really cute. I've never noticed that. So, <laughs> the reason I brought this is because uh, I never really realized until probably a couple years ago. I had a friend over and she said, "Man, you really have like a bank theme going on." Mm-hmm. I own a lot of like piggy banks. I used to be obsessed with pigs when I was a little kid, so a lot of people would buy me piggy banks. So I have a lot of normal piggy banks, and then I have a lot of like other just kinds of banks. So I brought my first piggy bank, at least I can remember. Um, and it's this one that I believe my grandma got me. Um, shout out to Barbara. And um, unless she didn't get it for me, that'd be really awkward. Um, but it's this really cute one that has like this little like nighty outfit with the little like butt flap. It's so cute. I love it. The butt um, flap? I used to keep so much money. Yeah. You know, the oh, okay. flap. Yeah. I see. I see. Um, and then I decided to bring my most recent one, which me and Dale were antiquing one day. And uh, I found this like 70s. I love rubber ducks. I don't remember this. Wait, um, can we back up? You and Dale were antiquing antiquing oh yeah thrift shop pawn shop anything used <laughs> if it's cool we're, we'll, we'll be there oh my gosh okay like the, where do you think i get cool half stuff, of these man. like insane weirdly cool stuff. weird stuff anyway okay. um <laughs> so we were antiquing and i found this and uh it's just like vintage flowers looking thing uh i don't know i just thought it was really cute so i decided to bring my first bank and my most recent bank um, I'm not like, a, I don't like buy every bank that I see. I honestly don't buy a ton of them, but, um, I don't know. I just realized like I have a lot of banks. So where, where was that one at? I don't remember that. This one is in my room, but this was at, uh, antique one and two off of South church. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, I bought it when yeah. I bought that Barbie watch. 
So and the Spice Girls backpack. Different store. Different store. But yes. Same vibe. Same, same vibe. vibe. Very much same vibe. vibe. Dale. All right. So for me, I brought my one armed uh, golden <laughs> Batman. Yes, golden. Yeah, he's golden, man. Take a look. I didn't even realize that. Look. So this one armed Batman. Um, Cute. Both of y'all know him pretty mm. pretty well. Yeah. It's, it's a toy I had since How I was I just a little him? kid, and uh, we were sliding around. We were, there's this concrete floor, and we were we were waiting around. Was, my sisters were in a class, and me and some friends were sliding him. And, you know, because he would slide really far because yeah. it's like flat concrete. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he hit the wall one time, and he broke his arm off. And like, oh mm. no! Of course, I didn't care. We were throwing him against a wall for mm-hmm. like five days straight in every class. <laughs> right, right. Of course he's going to break. Of course. But uh, anyway, I ended up keeping him because he's cool. He's unique. You know, he's 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 two-tone gold with, you know, with the black accessories, and he is missing half an arm. So, I mean, I kept him around, and uh, for a long time he sat on my dresser. I had this porcelain duck. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, Yeah, <laughs> not quite. But kind of. But kind of, right? I had this porcelain duck, and it was, like, in mid-flight, right? And mm-hmm. so I set him on top, and Ooh. so it was Batman riding a duck for, like, forever. That's for, cute. All the way till I got to college. When I got to college, I was taking this photography class, and we're like, and I was like, well, you know, um, instead of going and finding someone to model for me each and every time I needed to do a photography assignment, mm-hmm. I was like, why don't I just go get one-armed Batman? Bats, yeah. So I started taking pictures of one-armed Batman, and, mm-hmm. I, and I started doing, like, I had this whole, like, um, Facebook and Instagram thread of, like, the adventures of one-armed Batman. My goodness. There's just random places that he would show up. Bro. And uh, I actually have a, a TikTok or two about it. They're a little bit older now. One <laughs> yeah. One to Colorado. Free, this man. Yeah. Yeah. On our Colorado trip, <laughs> he'd we'd be like mid-hike. or We'd be like at the summit of Pikes Peak, and he'd be like, I'll be right back. Be like, Where are you going, dude? <laughs> and then I'd look over, and this man is positioning this Batman like and we're we're like fourteen thousand feet in the air, and he's just like positioning off a cliff, like risking his life to get the shot. Yeah, and we're just like, I mean, that's commitment. But yeah, the TikToks are pretty cool, though. I'll give it, I'll give that. If to you me. ever go on a hike with Dale, just be prepared. It's gonna be it's gonna be a minute. He likes yeah. to take his time, yeah. likes to stop, smell the roses, take some pictures. Stuff, so yeah. I'm not, like, like you went down to like a ravine or something when we we stopped. Oh yeah, there's that there's that little uh, there's that little creek. Yeah, went little down. creek, and you went so down. He's he's down in the creek. He's been yeah. in the Garden of the Gods. He's been on Pikes Peak. He's been mm-hmm. out at Robert's Cave. He's been quite the adventures um, he's, for Batman. He, he's he's seen some Viking ruins, mm-hmm. uh, runestones. He's seen like all kind of stuff. I mean, Batman. One armed Batman goes on some adventures, dude. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I gotta make sure to document it because I mean, nobody else is taking pictures of one armed Batman. So that's true. That that is a know? very unique thing. So. <laughs> Killed it for more of one arm Batman. The adventures, Find the adventures of one arm Batman. There may be a segment <laughs> on this to who S- knows. Same bat time, same bat channel. He might come back, he might be featured again on the podcast. We'll never know. Um, probably not. So, <laughs> probably not. No, he might. I'm not gonna, All I'm right, not gonna. David, what you got? Okay, so mine is just literally um, Ratchet and Clank. Nice. This is was my favorite uh, video game growing up. Um, I just like. I had a lot of memories playing this game um, just like after school and like it's literally all I did and I will, I will still play this game like every now and then I'll just start it over from the beginning and play it. It just gives me so much peace for some reason. Just brings me back to a simpler time. Hey man, this PlayStation 2 games hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. let us know in the comments what was your favorite PlayStation 2 game. If you're an Xbox person, don't comment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was I was mainly a, a a PlayStation guy. I just liked it because it was an adventure game. I was mm-hmm. more of a, 
I wasn't really a first-person shooter Halo type of guy until, like, later on. Um, I kind of started with the third yep. person, mm-hmm. you know, and then kind of evolved into, like, Uncharted and all of that, which, yeah. and then Jack and Daxter was, like, my jam as well. Um, and so, yeah, that's all I got to say on that. Star Wars Battlefront 2, baby. That was the best one. I love PlayStation oh, 2. Battlefront 2, so ah, good. So dude, good. what is that one map? Well, we won't get into that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I used to play minutes. Thrillville. Did y'all play that? Which, Which one? one? Thrillville, where you made your own amusement park. Ooh, no, but I, I really have played cool. uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Okay, I have heard of that. I've never played yeah. it, but I have heard of that. But that was probably my favorite play, at least the first one I can remember. But yeah, I also had a PlayStation 2. I loved playing it. Did you ever play Oculus? <laughs> no, I never did. Oh, my goodness. Never did. Dude, so I, I my, when my roommate, my other roommate lived here about a year ago, he had an Oculus, and we had like a bunch of games on it. One of them was like a climbing game, and if you like fell. Oh, oh you're talking about, I, I thought you were saying there was oh, a game. Oh, 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 yeah. oh yes. I'll just roll with it. I have played yes. this. Yes, yeah. and you fall off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it's, it's weird. It is so weird. And then there's like a archery game, and then like Beat Saber. And the robot fighting. Yeah, the Beat really Saber's cool. fun. Yeah. Have y'all played the, the robot I haven't played the robot one. Mm. It's really cool. You can like grab them, tear them apart, limb yeah. by limb. Like literally, it's kind of cool. Sounds it's really fun. Yeah. There's a racing one where you like. Oh, nice. It, I thought it was going to be cool, but literally I got motion sick because I put like, I'm in the car and I'm driving, but I'm sitting still and it's just, it messes with your brain too yep. much and yep. you will vomit. You will vomit. Um, there was so, a horror one that was that way for me. What? There was a horror yeah. uh, one that was very motion sick. Those go all out. Yeah. I was like, Oof. those go way all I didn't out. even get inside. I didn't even do anything. I just got to like the front gate and I'm like, okay guys, I got to quit. Right. <laughs> all right. So, um, tonight, <laughs> We are going to have kind of a more chill episode. We're going to talk about some roadblocks that may be ailing you as an artist if you're trying to uh, release a single or if you're just trying to um, kind of grow your your music library to speak, um, so to speak. Uh, So let's just open up. What do you guys think would be something? what, What are some challenges that you faced? Just like when it comes to growing your brand and, you know, being an artist or... What are some challenges that you have noticed or encountered or heard of from other artists? I think um, a very stereotypical, which this is just for like life in general, but like family slash parents, just like, you know, the the cliche is, oh, well, you're never going to make it or you're um, like, you're just kind of wasting your time because, Mm -hmm. you know, this isn't really going to turn into anything, da, da, da. Which, I mean, th- like I said, that just goes in general for, like, growing up, going to college, picking a major, yeah. period. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're, like, playing to be a doctor or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, I think uh, a lot of times family can get in the way. And that is, like, such a difficult uh, thing to kind of navigate. Because, uh, I mean, every family is different. And so, some it's like, well, I want to please my family I, I feel like most people, it's, I want to please my family. I don't want to, you know, go against their wishes. Or if uh, you don't want to, like, if you don't have a great relationship with your family, you don't want to make the relationship worse by doing something that they're displeasing of. But ultimately, your family is not going to be the one who is putting the work in. They're not going to be the one who is are, you know, constantly around. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know. I feel like it's such a like Disney Channel cliche of like, no, no yeah. mom and dad, I want to do music. I don't want to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. But 
It's true. It's true. Disney Channel had a point they as did. usual. They did. I feel like it's very like passive aggressive now with parents. I feel like mm-hmm. like they're not gonna say that mm-hmm. that anything, but they're in their mind. They're like, that's not a real career. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially if they you know grow up kind of in the middle class, working force right. or whatever, like right. blue collar jobs. Like, this is different generation. This is different generation, mm-hmm. and that that's totally fine. And there is some validity to it. Like mm-hmm. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Right. You have to be grounded, but you also need to follow your dreams. Like, and I'm a big believer in like, do everything you can while you're young to Mm -hmm. try and flesh those dreams out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, don't wait, like just while you're young and you have opportunities, take advantage of those opportunities. You know, that reminds me a lot of a song, uh, by, uh, don't stop believing. No, not that one. (laughs) Um, it's called keep the wolves away. And I want to say it's by, uncle lucius or something like that but the whole premise of the song is you know his dad was a blue collar working man he got injured on the job Mm -hmm. workers comp only went so far but his dad was doing his best that he could to keep the wolves away that's the analogy the whole song and then at the end it's like well his dad's getting older his dad really can't work anymore because of those injuries even though you know workers comp helped and his dad can kind of work but he's like at the end he's like now it's my turn to keep the keep uh the wolves away and yeah his method of doing that was through music yeah he's like and with every song that I write, you know, I'm doing this to help, to help, you know, provide for, you know, as a career for his family, for the people he cared about kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that song, yeah, I think speaks to a lot of people like you were mentioning, you know, the whole blue collar thing. Now, in that case, I mean, I don't know. He doesn't get into whether his family approves or not in the song. That That's not really the focus of the song. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I feel like that story is very relevant to a mm-hmm. lot of people. Yeah. You know. I think it just comes from a place with your family of, like, wanting the best for you, obviously. Right. But... Yeah. Um, again, but sometimes they're wrong. They're, they're, they're so naive, mom. <laughs> you were wrong. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, there is, there, there is some, I don't think naivety is not a word, but there is some like, I guess, misunderstanding it, yeah. when it comes to the business. And yeah. like, again, we're in a different age now. Right. Um, so that, that definitely is a challenge. Yeah. And it was for me at and first. Being a successful singer-songwriter doesn't mean, like, super rich and famous A-list celebrity. Yeah. That is not what we're talking about anymore, necessarily. Yeah. You can still be a successful artist mm-hmm. with uh, successfully unsigned. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know the, the thing that I keep hearing recently, and, and, and don't ask me to do the math because I don't, don't remember, but do you know, I, saw the, I saw the breakdown, and I was like, oh, it kind of makes sense. Um, and so look, look into it for yourself, you know, if... if, if you know, if you want to know more, but mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about the, the 1000 rule when it comes to being an artist, mm-hmm. if you can get a thousand fans on your side, that can literally pay for yeah your livelihood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. all it takes is a thousand fans. Again, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember the math, but it's, it's <laughs> worth looking into. And that the concept of it, it's like, Professor it, really, Dale. it really doesn't take near as much as you think it mm-hmm. does to yeah. pay for your mm-hmm. living doing music. They're thinking like right. Elvis Presley. And I'm like, you yeah. need to chill. Yeah. We it's, ain't in that age anymore. It's also very, it's very high risk and the rewards don't come till later, but when Mm -hmm. they do, they are abundance. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's like, it's not going to feel like you're being rewarded, which is, we've talked about in previous episodes, make sure it's something you obviously want to do and you're passionate about it. Um, But it's not going to, don't expect it to immediately pay dividends because it won't right away. You have to reward yourself Mm -hmm. mentally as you, along the way. I mean, I'm not saying go throw all your money and reward yourself with a new guitar every time but you know whether, whether me if i was an artist no, that was right and i mean we've all we've all been there we've all, we've yeah. all been there like oh man that guitar man or that you know that whatever but i mean you you have to be able to 
you know, if nothing else, be your own encouragement and be your own reward, Mm -hmm. you know, in your mind along the way. Because like you said, that payoff doesn't come to a lot later. Mm -hmm. So can we get a little deep and um, hear what y'all's parents think of y'all doing artistry? Yeah. (laughs) Dale? Is that a little therapy session? (laughs) Uh, So for me, for for my family, um, you know, my my whole family's uh, been involved in music for a long time, you know, longer Mm -hmm. than I've been been alive my dad you know started playing guitar when when i was a kid uh, or when he was a kid before i was born mm-hmm. um so music has always been around it's always been a part of our lives doing it professionally was a little something different though um for me i know i know my dad had a lot of reservations about me wanting to be you know an artist of you know f- first first and full time mm-hmm. right um because I don't know, it, you know, it, as, as a Christian, there's a lot of dangers in that. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of things you got to watch, you know, that you, that you want to watch out for. Um, and so there was there was reservations there with with some of my family, um, but they've always been very supportive when it comes to like the songs I've written. Like, yeah, hey, listen to this. Tell me what you think. You know, been very supportive in that. Been especially supportive, I think, in in wanting to go and be an engineer producer mm-hmm. and having something a little more stable. You know, you're not having to, you know, waste your life away in a sense, you know, as, as the old 70s picturesque thing of, oh, you're wasting your life away in a bar mm-hmm. saying to three people who will never take, you'll never get paid. And, you know, that whole, that whole mentality, that whole, um, that whole picture that became so prevalent, I think, especially in like older movies as like, that's what an artist is. Mm-hmm. They, they do that, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, there's, I think been, been some, you know, some give and take with that, but being an artist or being an engineer and producer, perhaps, you know, if you're, if you do it well is, is maybe a little more stable, at least in my mind, I think it's something that I'm better at. You know, I love being an artist, but I I think I'm a better engineer and a better producer than I am an artist. And so I don't know. My family's been very supportive of that. So nice, David. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so my family is like come coming from a place of like that. My dad's like a carpenter. And he, mm-hmm. he, he kind of took the business over from his great granddad mm-hmm. or his granddad. And, um, you know, he, he kind of always hoped that I would like pick up the torch there, mm-hmm. um, which I don't blame him. Um, and you know, there are no other over streets in the family. It's just one, you know, so, um, so I can see that angle and he's never like, my parents have always been supportive of like the music but like it's one of those like we talked about just like a silent like Mm -hmm. so what are you doing like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean (laughs) and you know which is fine um Mm -hmm. but i think they know that i work hard you know and that i'm supporting myself and i'm you know i graduated and i'm you know i do have a degree that i can use if i choose to and Mm -hmm. so that makes them feel a little bit better and so yeah it's just they're they're used my sister definitely follow the yellow brick road. Like she definitely, <laughs> you know, met her high school sweetheart, got married, you know, she's a nurse, he's a doctor. So it's like, and they live next door to my parents. And so it's like, oh, it's wow. a very yeah. like storybook oh, wow. yeah. thing. And so, no. you know, my mom is more like me. So she kind of understands like, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's a little different than, than the rest of the family, but I'm cool with that. And so, sure. but as my parents have gotten older, they've, they've been a lot better about it. So, yeah, but, Daddy issues with successfully. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a se- that's gonna be a segment from now on. Cue the sad music. <laughs> Cue the sad music. 
moving on <laughs> from the daddy issues, um, which aren't there, by the way. They're not there, to be clear. Um, so I think that another thing that kind of gets in the way, I'm going to come more from an, like an, a writer's perspective. I think dry spells as an artist. Mm. Not being able to write a song for a yep. certain period of time happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you get in that mode where you're not able to get an inspiration or everything feels forced. The, the number one thing I would say is don't get frustrated, but let the dry spell motivate you in a way, in a healthy way. So don't it like, if you're going through a dry spell, don't take everything that happens to you and be like, Oh, I could write a song about that. It needs to be natural. I always recommend Put the guitar, if you play guitar, play keys, whatever, put it down for a few days. Mm. Come back to it and start playing and see if anything sparks. Sometimes when you try and force it, it's it's not artificial. Mm. Or it is <laughs> artificial, sorry. Um, so I think just kind of stepping away from it for a little bit helps. Also, like, I know sometimes just, like, fiddling around on the instrument, just kind of, like, messing around on it like if i'm watching tv or something just have the guitar just kind of playing around and then you might catch a melody you like or something like that and then you have times where you know you literally maybe you just need to sit down and start writing lyrics like one time i was going through a really bad dry spell but i I had a lot to say but i couldn't like communicate it musically so i sat down i just wrote themes for songs Mm -hmm. and then eventually like i wrote an entire song just like lyrics and I had never yeah. done that before without the aid of some kind of music. And so that helped me. I mean, do you have anything that you usually do to help? I mean, for me, um, like you said, taking a break is a big thing. I mean, my biggest dry spells when it comes to writing music is, is usually from um, honestly being being too stressed with what's going on like in life, mm-hmm. uh, which, you, which is, is a great source of inspiration in its own way. Um, especially if you're like me and find writing sad songs and moody songs way easier than happier songs. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just easier. It's yes. easier to, it's easier to pull from that yeah. for me personally. Um, and some people are opposite, but you know, yeah. when, when I'm, when there's too much going on and I'm too stressed, I find that I can't write. I find that no ideas are coming to mind. I find that no, no lyrics, no melodies, mm-hmm. um, maybe some, maybe, maybe like some little one phrases or two phrases, stuff like that. But, yeah. But when I finally get time that I can just sit down, relax, and not do anything, that's when, for me, it kind of comes flooding back. So, I mean, I know that my dry spells come from a little different situ- a little different source mm-hmm. than, like, trying to write every day. Yeah. You know, because I do more engineering first and artistry on the side. Sure. You know, my perspective on that's a little different. However, mm-hmm. um, there are times when I try, when I, when I try to write, and I'm like, I want to write a song, I want to write a song, and then nothing happens. You yeah. know, oftentimes, like you said, you just put it down. Just put walk it away, yeah. go to sleep for the night, you know, go do something else, ingest some kind of media. You know, for me, I, I find that extremely helpful. Go listen to other music, stuff that you mm-hmm. don't listen to all that often. Listen to new music of a different genre. Even if it's something that you're like, eh, I'm not really caring for this, just try a whole new genre. Listen to something new. Watch a movie of with some new setting with, you know, um, I don't know, like, you know, if, if you always watch action movies, try try a drama. If you always watch drama, try a horror. If you mm-hmm. always watch horror, try a rom-com, you know, whatever. Go yeah. go do something different than you normally done, and then you'll find 
oh, wow, there's a whole new world of ideas out there that you maybe have just not tapped into. Yeah. And, you know, and keep a log. Like, I don't know about anybody. Well, I don't know about you, David. Mm-hmm. Um, but I personally, I have, a, I have a, a, you know, I have a notes deal on my phone of just like ideas. Sometimes one word. Yep. Two words. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a phrase. Sometimes I'll end up with a full song. Yep. But, you know, I have those. And there's, I don't know, probably one or 200 and they're sitting there that I've done nothing with. Mm-hmm. And maybe I never will. But they're there. Yeah. Anytime something comes up, oh, man. Type it yeah. away. So. Yeah. And um, sometimes I get frustrated, too, because I'll have a thought, I don't know, like flesh it out halfway. Mm-hmm. And yep. then I'll try and come back to it, and then it's just not the same not when the I try and finish it. Yeah. And so that can be frustrating too. But think of it this way. You're never going to get exactly what you want when it comes to your music. So it's like it's always going to be a little bit of compromise, especially if you're making a production. Mm. So it's like you're, you know what you want in your head, yep. and then you hear it out, and you're like, I don't like that. But then you start to hear different elements that you weren't thinking about and you mm-hmm. inevitably make compromises. Yeah. And those can be good compromises. There's something maybe that you weren't thinking about. You added it to the song you, because you're reject, your mind wants to reject it because it's not what you had set in stone. But later on down the line, you're like, wow, I'm glad I had that in there because that really brought the song together. And so... Yeah, there, there's definitely times where you have to make compromises in that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's never what you imagine at first, but it mm-hmm. always, what am I trying to say? So it's like... It evolves into something different. It evolves into something different. It works. It's never what you expect, mm-hmm. but it, it could exceed, exceed expectations. Yeah, like for me, there was one night I, I had this super, super vivid dream. I can still remember like everything from it. It was crazy. It was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those, uh, you know... McDonald's chicken nugget and hot mustard Dr. Pepper nights. I don't know what it does. That just gives me wild dreams for hot whatever mustard. reason. Yeah, McNuggets and hot mustard. I don't Heat know. up your mustard? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> spicy mustard. Okay. Spicy, spicy okay. hot. Supposedly. Oh my <laughs> word. I was so, like, you're a psychopath. I'm just kidding. But for some reason, <laughs> when I ate that, like, I haven't done it in a long time. Okay. But there's been multiple times when I've eaten that right before I've gone to sleep and I'll have like wild vivid okay. dreams. Got it. Right? Write so down. it's like its own psychedelic or something. I don't know what they put in there. <laughs> but anyway, I had it's I had acid. this super, super vivid dream and had like this whole story arc. But the whole point of me bringing this up is there was a big song at mm-hmm. the end and like big like kumbaya moment. Everybody's like singing together and it's like, wow. Must it? No. Literally inside this cave, there's, this, there's like the moon and the stars inside the cave and they're all singing together. And there's mm-hmm. like a family reunion of long lost family. And I don't know. It's, yeah. it's crazy weird thing. Beautiful. But the song, I remember being like so moving in my dream. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is so cool. Mm-hmm. And it was like instruments that I didn't normally write with. Lyrics that I totally would not have come up with, you know, if I was trying to write. You know, uh, a meter that I just didn't typically use at that point in time and i woke up at like 3 a.m from this dream i'm like i gotta write this there it is i'm like i can still hear every single line so i started writing stuff down i got my little keyboard out i started playing it yeah and it was terrible (laughs) you know and i can still feel i can still feel the energy and the motion from the dream i can still remember what that felt like Mm -hmm. but when i tried to get it out and actually write it and like you know use my phone to record it sounded like trash i was like this is terrible you know not everything that you think sounds awesome in your head is gonna come out great Mm -hmm. when you actually do it like most of your songs exactly (laughs) 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 you know but like 
you you learn how to adapt it from what's in your head though yeah. to what's actually there and that part takes practice yeah you know there's a lot of times you know especially earlier on in, in my writing that i'd have these super cool ideas and then just wouldn't know how to actually be able to articulate it yeah. in music form mm-hmm. even though you can hear it being able to play it and sing it it's a totally different thing yeah just kind of like sticking with it too yeah so keep trying yeah Someday I still want to like do an actual cool version of that song. Yeah, but as it sits, the hot mustard song. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's what it's called. Hot Be great. Um, a great woman once said, "How you choose to express yourself, it's all your own, and I can tell it comes naturally." Selena Gomez. So, I've like you were saying, <laughs> <laughs> like you were saying, David, <laughs> let it come naturally. <laughs> Selena Gomez said it first. It was my childhood crush. <gasps> same same really oh my goodness wow wizards of selena place was come tough. to the come to the podcast to <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching yeah come on she um, is for sure you were great absolutely in wizards of waverly place you really were um so i mean we have time for for one more dale do you have anything you want to toss out yeah you know i think uh for me kind of the number one roadblock i think about for new artists uh, myself included probably you two um just about everybody faces is that is getting over shameless self-promotion. Yeah. Pushing yourself Mm -hmm. to be willing to talk about what you do and your own music to other people. Yes. Which we've talked about so many times on this show, which shows that it's probably the number one roadblock just in the sense of like for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We absolutely have talked about it before, but it's, it's so, it's such a hard thing to get past, Mm -hmm. you know, is being willing to talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk Mm -hmm. to whoever, you know, and just say, Hey, yeah, I'm a musician. You know, <clears throat> listen to my stuff. Um, the confidence thing. It is a confidence thing. But, you know, in, in that sense, you may have to fake it till you make it. it. Fake that confidence. Even if you don't feel like you have it, fake that confidence to the mm-hmm. point of once you start getting positive reactions and positive feedback from people, you can be like, oh, people do actually like this. And yeah. then you can actually build that confidence if it's not already there. Well, I think also you, you need to believe in what you do. Exactly. Right, because if you don't have a, if you don't like your music, exactly, then how are you going to convince <laughs> other people, right? So, mm-hmm. you need to really believe that you know you, you know, have it going. So yeah, push yourself out there. Talk to your friends about it. Mm-hmm. You know, your friends are not your your primary audience in the end. They're not, but they're the best place to start. Yeah. You know. I think, you know, even earlier this week, you sent me a song like, hey, listen to this, yeah. see, see what it's like. You know, find those people that you can just interact mm-hmm. with and say, hey, take a listen to this. Even if you're unsure about it or if you think it's the best thing since sliced bread, whatever that happens to be, you know, send it to your friends. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Show Definitely. Them. I, have a, I have a buddy who, um, so I, I sent that song to you and then I mm-hmm. sent it to him. And he's very like, like we're homies to the point where it's like, he is very upfront with me about, everything when it comes to vocal performance sure and he will tell me like exactly what it is Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's hard to hear but and sometimes i disagree and and i don't hear it but i'm so grateful Mm. to have yourself a friend like that to have those people in my life to where Mm -hmm. and, and even you like with your production experience like just being like yo like you know, you, I think you told me it was it was very like there was a lot of masking and a lot of like compression stuff, and I was thinking the same thing. So it's like, you know, having people that you can confide in and like really mm-hmm. kind of help you see where you can get better is just something 
that'll yeah. help you with that confidence to, you know, to market yourself and to, to have more faith in what you do. And that goes back to uh, one of our first episodes about taking criticism. So go watch that. <laughs> um, yeah, go watch it. Go watch yeah. it. Um, so, yeah. It's that thing that we all don't like to do but need mm-hmm. is that, you know, that third party, you know, viewpoint. Because sometimes we're just too close to it. Mm-hmm. So whether it's positive criticism, negative criticism, whatever it happens to be, you know, listen. Because there's usually something behind it. Right. If I did music, though, I would never have negative criticism. So y'all are lucky because otherwise I'd be, if I did music, I'd be way past this podcast. You're I'd be torn with podcast. all kinds of. Patty G. <laughs> Patty G. Too good for me. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We are going to wrap it up for today. Um, like I said, continue to listen thank you for your support so far go follow us successfully underscore unsigned on instagram and successfully unsigned on youtube apple music spotify etc yeah so we got a lot of content coming really excited about it so go like i said go rate us give us a review and uh we will see you next week peace out girl scouts (laughs) i am digging this out this is